Could you ever be a wingman for your parent? Like, honestly, could you like set your parents up with somebody? Now, this situation is really tough for her because her parent, her mom actually passed away. And now her dad's like, hey, yo, could we uh, start hooking up with some women around here? <laughs> like, honestly, put yourself in these shoes and maybe you've been here before. Like, could you be your parent's wingman? Let's talk about it today on the show. Welcome. Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. What up? Yep, here we are. It's the 20th of July. Welcome to our podcast. We have three principles in case you're new. It's live, laugh, love your mom. That means we live our lives out loud. We laugh a lot. And we love my mom, my co-host, Nancy Yancey. Hi, mom. Hi, honey. Does anyone else have this weird guilt when you go see uh, other people to do your services? Does that make sense? I don't know if that really was a good summary of this or not. <laughs> uh, but for example, like if you go to a salon and you go to one person to cut your hair for so long, then you switch inside the salon. Does it not feel like this weird cheating situation? Like what, like what is the <laughs> etiquette here? And mom, you bring up. You actually bring up a really good point. You want to explain the situation you find yourself in? Yeah. So at my nail salon, I've been going to the same um, manicurist and pedicurist for several months. And every now and again, I'll go on a different day when a manicurist isn't there. And, you know, I go to someone else. It's not a big issue um, because she knows that I'm a regular with this other guy. But the pedicurist that I've had told me that she was leaving to go to another salon. Okay, fine. I came back the next month. I go once a month. Came back the next month. Of course, she wasn't there, so I took took this other woman. Yeah. And she did a fine job, and she was so happy to see me, and she gave me a card, had her name on it, Kathy. I'm Kathy, and I'll take care of you. I'm so glad to have you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. The next time I go in, I go in, and I've made an appointment with Kathy, and and. My other girl that I'd gone to for so long is back. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> you're, like, you're like, you basically died. Like I thought well, you like died. Did, I, and did you feel like all of a sudden like like, like she caught you in bed with another person or something? Oh, yeah. You know, like I all sit, and like, I, didn't, I didn't know. <laughs> I know, and I didn't see her when I came in because you know their backs are always to you. And yeah. I sat down, and and Kathy is doing you know my feet, and she's doing a great job. And all of a sudden, Nina, the one that I went to for so long, comes flying over there and goes, hi, I'm so glad to see you. And I was like, wait a minute. I thought you left. She said, I'm back. <laughs> and I said, oh, okay. So today, now we're wait, Kathy, wait, Kathy's a new girl or the old girl? N no, Kathy is the new girl. And the, the old, old girl's girl name is, is what? Nina. Okay. Nina. So today is nail day. Mm -hmm. And I had some angst about it. But I said, I'm going to make an appointment with Nina because honestly, I really like Nina better. Okay. Yeah. Had my same manicures. I went in there and I sat down and Nina was happy to see me. She came over and she just started, you know, doing my feet. Yeah, yeah. They never talk. Neither, neither of them talk, which I really yeah. love. Yeah. And all of a sudden, here comes Kathy out of the back. Wait, again, Kathy's a new one or the old one? Kathy's, I'm so bad with names. Kathy's the new one. Okay, and she so comes over. and all of a sudden you're back. You're back with that old bitch, uh -huh. uh -huh. your, your old woman. Mm -hmm. She literally scowled at me, <laughs> like had this cross face, and I was like, "Oh, hi!" And she just kind of flung her hand up, 
like, I can't believe you betrayed me. <laughs> and so when I went to the restroom <laughs> to wash my hands, I passed her and I said, Kathy, I said, you know, I went to Nina for so long. And I said, now that she's back, I really feel like I should continue with her. She goes, oh, <laughs> and she literally oh, okay. sat I, down. I thought we had something special, but uh, okay, she, I didn't realize I was just a place filler. To make it worse, she didn't have a customer. Oh, and no. so Kathy sat down in a chair across from us. <laughs> so she's looking at Nina's back, but she's looking me square in the eye and she's watching her. <laughs> <laughs> Scowling the whole time. Like, mm-hmm. I thought we had something special, but I realized you'll just exactly. come in and get your nails done by anybody. I felt horrible. I still feel bad. I don't know if I can continue to go there. Uh, you, yeah, you obviously, the only clear answer here is you got to stop going to that place and just in general. There's no way. How can you make this better at this point? You can't. Like, you exactly. can't make this better. It's not possible. You're officially, like, you're done with this uh-huh. uh I'm blacklisted. Yeah, I, I mean, blacklisted. I don't like. Isn't that weird? And I, and I, I always feel the same way too. Because, like, for example, so I, I, I've been getting my hair cut the same place, right, since yeah. I moved to Maryland. And yeah. I, I'm the, and the only reason I, I went here in the first place, well, I, I had one girl originally, and I told you we had this discussion of like, how do you choose someone to do your hair, yes. especially if you're a guy? And I always told you I, I, I chose the the most attractive one that was the, <laughs> the cheapest because I mean, like, what else do I have to go off of? Like, I don't know. It doesn't matter. My hair is easy to cut, so like, I might as well choose the person that's the most economically. Uh, exp- <laughs> yeah, you know, it like, saves you the most money. Of course, that's the one you would go to. If she's cute to look at, like, why not? You know? Yeah. So, because uh, again, if, if I got fifty women that are all the same price, why not choose one that's like I find the most uh, the most attractive? I don't know. What yes. else do I have to go off of? You, I got nothing to go off of here. <laughs> so, uh, but that that girl left, and so I, um, they were like, oh, we can put you with this other woman, and I was like, okay, that's fine, and. She, you know, she's, she did a great job. And again, my hair is not too crazy to cut. So it's just not mm-hmm. a big deal. And we had a good conversation. I liked her a lot. Mm-hmm. And then I, uh, all of a sudden one time she couldn't cut my hair anymore. She was busy when I needed to go. I needed to go like a certain day. She couldn't see me. And so they were like, Hey, we can get you in with this other girl who's new. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to go and you want to do her? And I was like, sure. Why not? Well, this girl was like a little younger. Like the girl that cuts my hair now is probably a little older than I am. She's probably mm-hmm. 45, 50 maybe. Mm-hmm. This new girl, you know, she's 30. She's a little hipper. I feel like her, you know, she – and I don't know. It may just be in my head that like my haircut looks more youthful when she cuts it. Does that make <laughs> uh-huh. sense? You <laughs> yes. know what I mean? Like she, she kind of keeps me looking like a 30-year-old I feel like versus <laughs> she kind of knows what, what like, you know, the younger kids are looking like nowadays right. or the other one's looking like older than me. Uh, anyway, <laughs> So I just, and also not to mention that, but she was also $10 cheaper than the woman that I've been going to. Mm-hmm. And y'all know me. Like if I can save 10 bucks, I'm going to save 10 bucks. Like it don't oh, matter. Well, yeah. so at first that was like my way of qualifying it, right? Mm-hmm. Was I would walk in and like, I would kept going back to the younger girl. Cause again, I just, I mean, you know, it's, we, it was a good haircut. I enjoyed it, but it, it was like literally one space down from the woman that I've been seeing now for like a year or something. Right. Mm-hmm. And she, uh, you know, I'd walk in, she'd be like, Oh, Hey, how you doing? And like, almost like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't think you're on my books today. You know, uh-huh. like yeah, I don't. Like, why are you here? I didn't see you on my calendar. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know why you're uh-huh. here. But then, like every time now, now she just knows. Like, but like, I feel like there's this weird, and um, maybe from my own guilt, like there's this weird tension. Mm-hmm. And the way I mentally, because I, then I felt bad. I'm like, do I need to go back to the original woman that cut my hair? Because. <laughs> 
I mean, I guess my loyalty lies with her, but I'm like, it's a fucking freaking haircut. Like, who cares? It's not that serious, right? Like, it's not that big of a deal. And then, so then on top of that, so then the woman that I was, um, the new girl that came in, she charged ten dollars less, but like for, I didn't realize it was like a limited time offer. So then all of a sudden, she charged the same as the other woman. And I'm like, now I really have nothing to like mentally justify this. Yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm being a. I'm being a shitty person. I know it. I by know. By not, not continuing to. It's like you feel like you're cheating. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it feels, it like feels. Oh, it feels so bad. Illegal or something, yeah. you know? Like it feels like I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be doing this. And maybe the only answer is you have to, you know, go, go and. somewhere else. Go and just to start all over again because now you're caught in this like this like hair hair triangle no, you know no. or nail nail triangle with like how <laughs> no. do you does anybody else feel that though too where it's like this weird oh, and I don't know if, I don't know if most people have been through this before or not but like it's this weird like you came to see me you mm-hmm. must always see me right and if you don't, don't you then, do go elsewhere yeah we're gonna have a problem <laughs> if right. you if you don't mm-hmm. if you don't ever come see me ever again you know it's bad it's bad mm-hmm. um. You know, I know that we can't really compare our struggles with anybody else, but man, I'm really in a spot right now where I'm like, I think my struggles are the absolute least of anybody's. Oh. So I just got off a phone call a couple of minutes ago. I'm doing a, uh, I told you I'm, I'm on this panel at this radio conference coming up next month and it's about mental health and they, it's me and four other people, morning mm-hmm. personalities, and then hosted by one of my favorite people. She's Do one you of my, know uh, these people? I know. I mean, I, I know them, you know, we're colleagues. We're, okay. we're friendly with each other. I don't know. We're all, I wouldn't say we're friends, but we're friendly with each other. Okay. Uh, so I, the woman that's putting the conference or putting the panel on is, uh, I used to work with her a long time ago and uh, has become actually more of a friend than somebody I work with nowadays, but mm-hmm. uh, just a, a really good person. I'm really excited about it. So she, she's been trying to get individually everybody on the phone Mm-hmm. Uh, just to kind of get like their stories, right? Mm-hmm. And so today, uh, last week, we were supposed to talk last week. She canceled on me. But in the meantime, she's talked to everybody else on the panel. Mm-hmm. And so she called me today and she said, well, I just want to like kind of talk about like your stories so I can understand like your struggles with mental health and, you know, kind of where we can, uh, you know, make sure we, have, we like, you know, framing all the stories right and everything. You know, she's like, uh, so this person, you know, was diagnosed with bipolar and uh, I mean, literally and like list off a whole laundry list of like mental oh health boy. issues, like like very serious, like mental health issues. Right. Mm-hmm. She's like this other person had to be um, uh, hospitalized for a couple of weeks because they were going through like a manic episode. Oh. This other person uh, lost a baby and oh. uh, went to a really deep, dark depression and oh. uh, really had to uh, really struggle with that. She's like, so what's what's what happened with you? And I'm like, shit. <laughs> like I get a little anxious sometimes and things don't go my way. Um, I got, I don't, <laughs> like, I don't know. Sometimes I get sad when I'm by myself too long. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this. I don't want to be a part of this anymore. Like, I just can't. But, uh, like I felt so like almost like my mental health, like my, my life's not that bad. So do I even like really deserve to be on this panel? Like Aww. really? And I know again, we can't, typically and i would argue this almost any other time you can't like match your struggles against somebody else's right you can't compare them no is the word i'm looking for but in a situation where like you're on a panel yes and you're all talking about and like that's some really like the story she was telling me were like really horrific Hmm. 
And I'm like, well, I went through a divorce and I got kind of sad because I did drugs. Um, you know, like I don't, <laughs> I, I don't have like my stories are not is nowhere near. And I, then I'm almost like, shit, am I even qualified to be on this panel to talk about my mental health when you literally know what? what you are saying is a classic is a classic scenario about why people don't talk about mental health sometimes because yeah, they. You're right. They don't feel their situation is bad enough That's to, true. for anyone to even care about and that it's silly. And, you know, and they shouldn't be having these feelings because all, all these other people are going through really horrific things. Well, you yeah. know what? Your pain is your pain. And, yeah. your, and your pain is just as real as their pain. Right. And I'll bet you anything that there will be people in that audience that will relate to what you're saying, maybe even more so than any of those others. So you just yeah. don't know. But our pain is our pain, and it's really of equal value. And it should be given the same respect. Yeah. And we should remember that for ourselves, you know? That's a good point. Because I'm sure there's probably people that either either can relate to what I'm saying or would probably hear my story and be like, damn, like that's really bad in comparison mm. to what, you know, what would they've been through? Exactly. I think that maybe there I is thought, that perspective. Was bad, but man, that was really tough. Or thank God somebody else went through that same crap and yeah. had the same feelings I did. And look, he's, he looks like he's okay. Right. So maybe yeah. I'm going to be okay. You know, that is the value of our story and they're all important. They're all yeah. important. So don't back down from yours. That's good. That's a good point. That's a good point Aww. to make. I, really, I was feeling very insecure, like almost like my my mental health struggles weren't as bad as everybody else's <laughs> in some point, or or at least they've really been through. I mean, I, listen, I've, I've clearly been through some shit, but like, ah, you know, you well, and also too, it's what, I, what I've realized from people that have shared their stories with me just personally is mm-hmm. that sometimes you also have the ability to compartmentalize mm-hmm. your struggles, mm-hmm. you know, where like you almost say, well, because, because you've been through it, like you survived it, right? Like you got right. through it. And like in hindsight, you may not remember how bad it was at the beginning. Right. Like right. when I think about like my divorce, all those crazy years, right. The fl- last five years or I guess, you know, um, 2017 to 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, you know, it was hard. It was like super hard. In hindsight, now I'm like, oh yeah, we got divorced. But like that was hard. Like the stuff mm. with doing the drugs, that was hard. It was. Uh, all all the struggles that I've you know shared pretty openly. Like in those moments, I mean, the only reason that they don't seem, I guess, as bad now is because because you you've been through, I got them. through them, right? And exactly. I guess I got stronger than I was. Yes. I mean, I would never want to go through them again. Don't get me wrong. No, exactly. But I guess maybe I have a stronger perspective. Then I would have had, you know, on the other end of it where I didn't have that perspective. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. And it was, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like now I could get divorced a million times. I know what to do now. I'm a pro. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but if that happened, it would be traumatic all over again. I see why now people go to second, third, different. fourth, fifth marriages. Once you get it down, you become, you get one down. It's like, it's just warming up, you know, you know, God like, bless oh, you guys. Yeah, I can do this. <laughs> Those that, you know, if you've been married three times, and I'm, I'm by no means talking down to you. I think you're the strongest people on the planet to decide to do it three times, four times, five mm, times, you know, geez. like I don't, I, I want to believe that I've got like one more in me. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Eventually, yeah. we'll get there. And I know y'all yeah. like when. It's, it's time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I've got one more good marriage in me mm-hmm. until I don't, I don't know. I don't think I could do a third, a third marriage. Mm. I don't think I could. I say that now from this perspective, right? But mm-hmm. I don't know. Right. Based on where you are today. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think I could do it all over again. Like, I, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I say that, mom. I mean, but you you probably have friends that, you know, I, I'm a little, and that's not true. I mean, trust me, even at my age, I know people my age that have been on the third marriage now, you know, fourth, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you probably are more in that wheelhouse of people that have had multiples, you know. Oh, well, yeah, because I'm older. Right. Yes. Right. What do you, you know, do you, when you see that, like, what, what is your, what is your takeaway on people that get married three, four, five, six, seven times, you know? Mm-hmm. That they don't really take care of themselves and figure out what the problem was in the first place. And that it's not the relationship, it's them and what they bring to it. And they've not taken the time to look at it. I think that. See, because I think it's, I mean, obviously it's all situational, right? Mm-hmm. So, for example, let's say I were to get married again in a, in two years from now, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be 42. But let's, I mean, let's just say that, like, uh, my partner died, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, even yeah. if my partner died, like, even if, it, like, I just I just don't know that I can do it again. You know, I love Jess. She's, like, one of my favorite people on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also... I think what marriage teaches you, and I never understood. I used to think like that people had had you know they got married a second time were just a real piece of shit because mm-hmm. you obviously did not put in the amount of effort into <laughs> your second marriage as you did your first marriage. And if you mm-hmm. love your partner anywhere as near as much mm-hmm. as you love your first partner, you'd be putting just you, you know because it was always like the one thing I can think of is my uncle Jimmy, who mm-hmm. is my dad's brother, who passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, no, he's my brother. I'm sorry, my mom's mother, my brother that passed away. Uh, you know, I, I I think about his his wedding, like in the backyard, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I remember, like that just to me was like one of those defining moments of like, well, y'all don't you don't love each other, like y'all mm-hmm. don't, y'all ain't trying to. But now I cannot imagine watching Jess now mm-hmm. go through the wedding planning process. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how in the world? <laughs> Would people do this twice? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the big <laughs> wedding thing? Oh, yeah. How in the world? And how many people do you know that get married the second time do anything like that? I don't think I know anybody. Not too and again, many. It used to be such a such a place of, oh, my God, that seems so disrespectful. It seems so mm-hmm. rude if you wouldn't have a big wedding with your oh, second yes. partner. The first there time, is, you mean? There is no way in hell. <laughs> Y'all honestly, and like and y'all, and y'all know me. Like I feel like I'm getting so far gone with all this stuff. But like, <laughs> ready for this? I, I I'll, I'll take your your. Oh my god, you're so out of touch. Comments, it's fine. I don't know that I would be willing to buy a female another engagement ring. Hmm. I don't think I would. Mm-hmm. It seems so expensive, mm-hmm. and, and I'm talking like a big ring. You know, mm-hmm. I'm talking like a big ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know that I would be able to do that mm-hmm. because it just seems so unimportant. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Now, mm-hmm. from this perspective, you know, Dan and I talk about this a lot, my buddy Dan. Um, like, we almost want to 
meet and be with somebody that's already been married once because we don't know that we could go do the fairy tale story. Oh yeah. And give mm-hmm. that to somebody. Like mm-hmm. I don't think I could I could literally go out and spend ten thousand, twenty thousand dollars on an engagement ring mm-hmm. and like take that seriously and feel good about that. You right. know? Like and, right. and feel like I'm giving this to the love of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, or like spend fifty thousand dollars on a wedding. I don't think at this perspective I could do it. Mm-hmm. Which is why I really don't think I could I'm gonna be able to like date somebody that that was been one married of, before. It hasn't been married. I need you to kind of uh-huh. come back to reality. They're like, yeah. it's just expensive. Yeah. I already yeah. did this. Like I already, I already got out of my system. So mm-hmm. <laughs> like the second one ain't going to be nothing like the first one. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, all right. We'll do our quote for today, mom. Okay. Your conversation reminded me of a, of a quote from Haruki Murakami. Mm-hmm. Once the storm is over, you won't remember how you made it through, how you managed to survive. You won't even be sure, in fact, whether the storm is really over. But one thing is certain. When you come out of the storm, you won't be the same person who walked in. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. And, and you're saying that about, you know, your situation, your divorce, and all you went through. I mean, you are a totally different person than you were even a year ago, honestly. Um, and it's it's because you've done the work, you know, and you've been through the trials and the tribulations of it. And um, we all have our struggles. We all have our struggles, and they're all different. But our pain is no greater or no less than anyone else's because it's real to us. Yeah. And it affects our lives. And so never feel like your your pain is small. I mean, I used to have people come talk to me all the time and say, I really shouldn't be complaining about this because there are starving children all over the world. And, you know, I have so right. much and yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, keep in mind, my mom worked with people in transitional housing. Our, uh, women that were know, homeless. Homeless, and, yeah. Yeah, and domestic violence victims. Yeah. And they would... Always, well, not always, but so often they would try to downplay their situation because they knew someone else who had been in a worse situation. Right. Well, you know, people are all in different situations, but your pain is real. Right. And, and your life is real and your situation is real. And it's a, a, as much value to you as their pain should be to them to deal with it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, what can we say? That's beautifully said, Mom. Beautifully said. Okay. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
All right, certified fans, thank you so much for another episode of Certified Mamas Boy. Really appreciate y'all. Um, we, you know, certified fans are people that contribute uh, six bucks a month to the show, and uh, that's why we continue to be able to produce this show as much as we do. So thank you for that. Try to hit you with some perks. Got some new perks coming soon. I actually ran uh, new perks by Jess today, and she really she was like that. That's actually really cool. So um, new stuff coming for certified fans soon. As we just try, it's. I realized that when like your side hustle, if you will, I guess, um, <laughs> things just move a lot slower when your side hustle than they do with your real job. You know, mm-hmm. it's just I would like I could have this done in like three days if I was in charge of everything, and like, and just I'm not so. It's just taking a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so just know that I'm really thankful for anybody that contributes to the show. It's really, honestly, uh, the only way we can do this show is because it's fan supported. So, you know, if you get something from this, really appreciate you. We need three people this month. We really do need three people this month to become certified fans. Again, it's six bucks a month. I hope it's, you know, my my goal with this. Remember we started this, it was kind of a group project. And my, my goal with this was like, well, you know, since it costs a lot to produce this podcast, I, you know, I, I love doing it, but I don't want this to be a financial burden on literally anybody. Mm-hmm. So if we crowdsourced it and we said, hey, could you chip in a couple bucks mm-hmm. a month? Then it doesn't put a strain on anybody. That's why, honestly, if everyone's like, how do you do so many podcasts? How can you afford it? Well, because it's crowdsourced, right? So it makes it a lot easier. So if you are, if you want to support us, see the perks of becoming a certified fan and know there's new ones coming uh, by texting the word fans, F-A-N-S, to 888-Kramer8. Text fans to 888-Kramer8. One thing that we do on the show, in case you don't know, is we dedicate every single episode to a certified fan because, again, this is more your show than ours even sometimes. And so we don't have anybody new today, but we'll spin our wheel. I know tomorrow we're going to have somebody new. I feel it. I'm talking to you because I know you've been sitting there on the fence thinking about like, ah, maybe I should join. Maybe I should apply. Yeah, we need you. Um, Today's certified fan is 282 and so we want to show a lot of love to the one, the only, uh, what's your first name? Nicole L. Nicole okay. L. All the way from Chandler, Arizona, Ooh. where at time of recording. Oh, gosh. Chandler, Arizona. Don't even um, say it. It's 117 degrees oh, right now. Oh, my God. I can't imagine. I don't know what's playing, but oh, it's the ad. Um hmm. It's 117 degrees right now in Chandler, mm-hmm. Arizona. So mm-hmm. it is a little warm. Uh, but listen, I, I, I'll tell you what. My Camel 107.9 people, that was the station I was on in Arizona. Some of the most loyal, amazing people. Like Nicole, that's you've followed me for a long time now. I, was, I haven't been on in Arizona in almost nine years. Uh, so it's pretty, mm-hmm. it's pretty cool oh, that yeah. like, you followed my journey. You followed my story. And now here you are. You know, supporting the podcast. Yeah, it's not even just you know. This is. I was always scared, and I still am scared. Don't get me wrong, because most of my content has always been public. You know, access has always been radio shows or social media, and I always wonder like, would people actually pay to be able to put on a podcast every day? And people mm-hmm. like Nicole and Nicole, that's amazing. Again, because we haven't, I haven't, you know, been in your city in a long time. And mm-hmm. the fact that you still are here is awesome. So just a, a thank you from me and my mom to you. Let's give Nicole a whoop whoop. Okay. Whoop whoop to Nicole L. from 
flaming hot Arizona. Oh gosh, yeah. I hope you're finding a way to stay cool. <laughs> I had a um, uh, I have a friend that's moving to Phoenix, Ugh. and it's always like, listen, because again, if you're from Phoenix, I know you're used to the heat. Mm-hmm. If you're not from Phoenix, like that mm-hmm. summer is like so brutal. But like, I didn't feel like I could like say that, you know. <laughs> and dry heat, dry heat. I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's still. Right. I mean, I, would I still take it over the humidity? Maybe. If I'm being honest, I, I would probably might still choose that dry heat. But like, man, when that sun hits you, it's 120 degrees. Mm-mm. It's like nothing I've ever felt before. <laughs> like, yes. If you get in your car, that's what I remember the most. Like a lot of people, in case you don't know this, they actually will wear gloves mm-hmm. um, in the summer when they're driving because you get in, your steering wheel is so unbelievably hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like things you don't think about, you know, if you don't live there. So many things mm-hmm. I had to learn, you know? So anyway, Arizona people are some of my favorite people, most loyal people. Thank you mm-hmm. so much for being a part of uh, the podcast, Nicole. And listen, I know like, I'm not going to plead today, but you know, I need it. Um, if you <laughs> can support us, text the word fans, F A N S to eight, eight, eight Kramer eight. All right, mom, we'll do ask my mom. Now this is our advice segment. We do Tuesdays and Thursdays. One thing that I also wanted to make sure we brought to this podcast was just that like community aspect of it. And that's pretty much what ask my mom is. It's kind of a, a chance for you to be on the podcast and talk about s- situations you're going through. And then my mom who has been a mom now for 44 years can hop on with some motherly advice for you. And then we as your podcast family do the same. If you want to be a part of this, by the way, just go to certified uh, and click on contact us and send us your story. Okay, mom, what do we have for today? Okay, dear mama Nancy. So my mom passed away two years ago, and my dad, who is 78 years old, told me in confidence he wants to start dating again. Now, to my dad's credit, he looks great. He looks much younger than 78. He's a great man and was such a loving husband for so many years but I don't know how I feel about him getting into a relationship because it feels disrespectful to my mom. The problem I'm having is he asked me if I would be his wingman of sorts when we go on a cruise in a few weeks. <laughs> Do you he's, know a wingman is, Mom? It's <laughs> somebody that tries to introduce you to people. Like, You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You kind of tag along with them. And, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the one. Okay, he said he wanted me to come hang around the pool with him and help strike up conversation with some of the women. He also asked about online dating and helping him set up a profile. I told him I would have to think about it and let him know. I just feel like it would be disrespectful to my mom. I don't know, maybe I'm still grieving, but also I want him to be happy. Should I help him even though it makes me feel uncomfortable? Hmm. Well, you know, grief is a is a strange thing, and, and it's been two years, and you probably are still grieving, grieving the loss of your mom. So I'm sure that's playing into it. But, you know, being 70 years old and Jim being 75, we've had this conversation. I mean, it, whoever dies first, we want the other one to go and live the fullest life they can with whomever they choose. Not and, me. And we have no qualms about it. Uh-uh. Uh, my, that's going to be actually part of my uh, my next relationship. I'm going to say that on first oh. date. It's like, if this works out and I die, it's, it's over. Oh. It's over for you. <laughs> no. I'll expect you to be in mourning the rest of your life. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> life is too short. And it sounds like they've had a good marriage. And, you know, they may have had those conversations as well. 
um, I don't know, perhaps you could even talk to him about it, you know, say, you know, I feel, it feels a little disrespectful to mom and I'm not sure why. And did y'all ever talk about it? I mean, that may, that may help, but you know, I just, and I see this a lot with my, uh, with a lot of my older friends who've lost their spouse. And I'll tell you, the ones who cannot move on and stay stuck in their grief are miserable. And mm. they're just they're just living out their days. Yeah. Okay. From that from that perspective, I, I understand. Mm-hmm. But like, if you die, yeah, like, I'm not gonna feel great about hooking dad. Number one, dad. Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> da- just dad being with somebody else in the first place. Like, oh. I, I I would feel uncomfortable with that, you know. And I'm, mm-hmm. I I know what happens, and I'm, I wouldn't be like I wouldn't be like, oh, you jerk. But mm-hmm. I think it would be definitely weird. Yes. Like, like the weird, maybe like the weirdest thing ever, right? Yeah. It just, it seemed really, now I, I especially don't know if dad came to me and said, can you help me set up a dating profile? Yeah. You know, like I, I, I would, I don't know. I don't know that I would be able to, to do that. Mm. And I don't know if it, like that should be, I don't know. Is that, is that selfish of me? Because I just think it's weird and. Mm, somewhat. I mean, why wouldn't you want him to? Why wouldn't you want him to get on a dating site and because like try you're to my find mom? I don't want like but another I'm mom. Done. Like I don't. I'm history. <laughs> I'm history. I'm done. Okay. I, know, I don't. I am not here. I'm not here to be with him. I'm not here to be with you. But he still has a life here on Earth. I don't know. And he has to live. You know, my dad remarried after my mom died within yeah. within a year. <sighs> and you know, I, I've just gotten out of high school and. At some level, I I didn't feel like it was disrespectful to my mom because he had loved my mom so well, and you know had seen her through her illness and and it made me happy to see him happy, and yeah. that marriage didn't work out. I mean, he, he was only married a couple of years, and then he married someone else a few months later, and then he married someone. Else. I mean, he's married three times, like within six years. And the problem was exactly what we were saying before. He never really looked at what was going on. And the truth of the matter was he wanted a companion. He didn't really want a wife. He wanted a companion. And so finally we said, look, you don't have to marry them to sleep with them. You know, you can, you can, you can be with these people and they can, you can go and do things, but you don't have to make it legal because they were ripping him off, Mm -hmm. you know, with the divorces. But, um, yeah, I, you know, I just think that, you know, once someone has died, that the person that's still here, if they have been good and loyal and faithful, you know, they deserve a life. They deserve the best life they can have here. Yeah, that's I don't my know. opinion. I, 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 I don't think you're wrong. Yeah. But I but do, I do think-, think she could have a conversation with him about it. Yeah, I think that About like making you, her feel uncomfortable. That would if help. you feel, um, if you feel uncomfortable, mm-hmm. I also completely understand why you would, and maybe you're just not ready for that yet. And I also think that's right. okay to say that, and 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 to not be a part of it. You know, mm-hmm. like if, if she if she's not right, um, is that. Like, is that disrespectful? Is that bad if she doesn't want to be no, part of it? No, but I think she, I think she deserves, they, he deserves a conversation about it because he's reaching out to her. Yeah. 
right? And so right. I don't think that she should just ignore the situation or be angry at him about it. Sure. I think that she should, you know, decide whether she's going to do it or not, or just have some conversation with him about it. 888-Kramer8. Maybe you found yourself in this position before. Again, we're like a little family here. So if you've got some advice on that, like, I don't, I don't know. I, I would just, I'd feel weird about it too. So I don't think that you're, you know, it's abnormal to feel weird either and to take no, your time no, not you know, at beforehand. All. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Call us, text us. We'll talk about it on Facebook as well. All right, mom, that's going to do it for you today. I love you. Okay, honey. Love you forever. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than, Hey, <sighs> well, That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All righty. I am going to go figure out, feverishly figure out a plan of what to do with my mother now that she is coming into town. And I have nothing planned. I really don't, y'all. And this is stressing me out. Like 10 days with a parent. Uh, I'm so excited to see her. So, so, so excited to see her. But um, I just don't have anything on the agenda right now. So that's a little stressful. All right. I love you. Have a fantastic Thursday. And we'll do a show with Jimmy Mack tomorrow. Hey, Kramer. It's Eileen. I just wanted to let you know, or I feel like you are totally overthinking the yoga party that you were invited to. Just take your mom. I would go along with my daughter if she wanted to go, if she already had plans. Um, I'm not that much younger than your mom. So I think you're overthinking it. Um, if, Like you said, you guys kind of can make eye contact if it's time to go, but there's nothing wrong with just showing up for just a little while. It would give you something to do, and that would give you, uh, well, it wouldn't give you less anxiety. Your mom's not going to be worried about it. She's going to go and have fun and talk to people and probably have a better time than you will. Um, also, why don't you guys go to a baseball game? I know that you're not a huge sports fan, but I know you're close to the Washington National Stadium and the Orioles, and I know it's hot. But maybe there's an evening game, and I mean, last night here in Georgia, it was comfortable, so maybe that's an option. And for your mom about the Hoka shoes, I know she lives in Dawsonville, and I live close to the mall in Buford or in Flowery Branch, but... My daughter-in-law found some at Nordstrom Rack for about $60. They were legitimate because I saw them on her. So that's an idea, and I'm interested in them, too. Uh, Didn't want to pay the money, so I bought Brooks instead. But they're similar in price. But Hoka will be my next purchase. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.